Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. Welcome back to the My Favorite Sister podcast. Good morning. Good evening. I'm over here in the east of England trying to stay warm. It has been snowing all day. So I'm currently dressed a la Bernie Sanders at the inauguration. Wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing my Walmart leggings, H&M crop top, and a Barefoot Dreams like dark green cardigan. So it's the epitome of the millennial high-low outfit. <laughs> The question is, though, do you have the mittens? Sadly not. But I am wearing a, like very fuzzy slippers <laughs> that I would have to wear outside because I have no qualms about wearing indoor clothing in the outdoors. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, well, I'm sitting here in Los Angeles. I actually haven't been outside today, so I'm not quite sure of the weather. But am I looking at my weather app? Probably not snowing. No, no. It was raining pretty much all day yesterday, but um, today it seems like it's sunny. <laughs> so it's only 48. Maybe the high will get up to like... You're like, mm, I think Johnny Carson with the card. Mm, I think sunny. it's going to be sunny. I think it'd be a funny bit if every week we're like, uh, the weather here is whatever. And like every week I would just be like, it's sunny. Sunny. And Still sunny. It's ranging between 50 degrees and 80 degrees, <laughs> like somewhere in there. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. It would be a really boring segment. I feel like it'd be like <laughs> sunny in 75 in Los Angeles. It's kind of like the weather people. I'm like, what do you guys talk about? Like, I don't understand. In LA, true. you're like sunny every day? I don't, I don't know. It's true. I did a look, look it up once just because... I feel like people always talk about how it rains all the time in England. And I'm like, here, it actually doesn't rain for us that often. It rained for us more when we lived further north in Manchester. So I was just curious, like, what in the world, uh, you know, Cambridge was equal to? And it actually is like Vancouver, Canada. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, apparently, it's on that same similar plane of weather. Because I was like, it's definitely way colder than Virginia. So, <laughs> Although yeah. in the winter, it's much cold. Like, it's... I just say it's more mild and temperate all year round. So we just had like the two days where it was 100 degrees in the summer. And then in the winter, there'll be like one week where at night it gets below freezing. I say that it's yeah. snowing, but it's just in the air. There's nothing on the ground. <laughs> well, I don't think any of us should be complaining because I was not to get political, but I was reading about the protests that are happening in Russia right now. And people are marching in like negative 30 degree oh temperatures. So... I'm just like, I feel like as much as Americans love to protest, I just don't know if we would be able to do it in that temperatures. We're too weak. We're too weak. We're not filled with vodka. And we're too weak. <laughs> we're not filled with vodka. Yeah, my blood is too thin for that, for sure. No, we would, we'd be like, we can't do it. Sorry, we'll just live under this regime, I guess, forever. <laughs> yeah, five years know. in Texas and 20-ish years in Virginia. My blood is too thin for that. That's amazing. I mean... Please, like I was Virginia and then California. I've been out here forever. I can't. I die when I go home. Like during the winter, I'm freezing. Uh, anyways, um, well, I mean, I think the only the biggest news of the past week was the inauguration. Woohoo! 
right? That happened this past week. I've lost all sense of time. So that was exciting. Very. It was very exciting. Yeah, I feel like when we watch these things, like, I'm always, like, rolling right out of bed, and you're, like, in the middle or the end of your work day. Yeah, it was weird because it was all starting. It was, like, 3 p.m., so I was like, well, I'm technically working, but I don't think anyone expects me to actually be working, and I wasn't really getting any emails, so I just had it on. And then once everything started, because I feel like they actually started swearing them in a bit early because yeah it's gonna be five o'clock but it was like 4 45 so i was like well i'm glad we've had this on the whole time um so i just closed my computer someone sent a long email and i was like i'm not replying to this close (laughs) i'm closing it for the next hour i'll get back to you in a bit (laughs) yeah i think that's what's weird because they kept saying it was gonna be at noon like he has to be sworn in at noon or whatever and then um like i think tim like was taking a quick shower and probably thought he'd be out in time to see it and he would have been because he was out but i'm like oh it's already done i don't know what to say <laughs> they did it like 10 minutes early sorry but yeah it was a great day great day i mean i was nervous during the entire thing only because i was like can we get those walls like a little bit higher like the flexi walls or whatever or like just and then I don't know if you saw any of Joe, like when they were walking from whatever the beast, I think they call it, to the White House, like that little stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there weren't, I think usually there's like lots of people and it's line and there were some, but like not a lot. And he kept like doing his little Joe run over to people. And then he did he'd do the like fist pump or whatever. And then like he'd run back over to where Jill was. And I'm like, can we just, just let's get you inside. Okay. I don't like you being out here in the open. Like... By that point, we had already stopped watching because I had to get back to work. Um, but I did see clips of him going over for Al Roker and then also going over uh, for the D.C. Mayor, Muriel Bowser. Yeah, there were a couple of people. There's like, you know, he did it a few times. And I'm like, Joe, can we just like, I appreciate you want to go be friends with all these people, you know, say hi to all these people. But like, also, I need you to be inside. I need you to be safe. And then, you know, whatever opposite would be that then the evening programming was like perfect for you to watch in the middle of True. the day whereas you were asleep so I watched it all the next day and I watched like the whole I watched John Legend's performance and then I watched the whole um Katy Perry singing firework and the fireworks and I was like I, it's too early in the morning for me to be <laughs> this emotional I know I was like I feel like in the morning I was like kind of half awake so like some of the things like weren't hitting and then like later that night I listened to like the poem again and stuff and I was like I'm sobbing you know to myself and but yeah it was just it was cool to watch also because Jack was with obviously he's working from home and he had a relatively light day so he was in the living room as well working on his laptop so we had it on so he's never watched an inauguration before so that was pretty cool but also I'm sitting there being like I'm about to be bawling yeah and I like never cry so just a FYI like as an American woman, this is a very big deal to me. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I know. That was like, I think during the actual thing, like afterwards I listened to the poem again and like was crying. But like during the thing, like that was the part that like I was getting really emotional with like when Kamala was sworn in. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> As a Brit, it's just like, I didn't know the queen. Like, you know, yeah. they don't necessarily go for their PM, but it's not like, but I'm like, but imagine if there had never been a queen before. Like, Yeah. Pretty much. Or if there had and, never been a king before and only queens, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just don't say? have that frame of reference. So No. Um, I was thinking, though, like, although I would have, so we've talked about before, we had our picks for who we wanted to be president. It wasn't <laughs> necessarily Joe. But I was thinking, like, 
I'm kind of actually glad that it was not a woman that got elected only because if this was a year that a woman was going to be elected as the first president like that we've had like first woman president and we couldn't have like a real inauguration like party I would have been like wow of course of course this is how it is you know what I mean kind of like there is that trend I don't know it's like not really a trend but like a finding basically that when like big you know fortune 500 companies start tanking and it's they've been had like white men at the helm they bring Mm -hmm. in a woman of color to like fix it but then also to act as like this scapegoat so i'm just like no 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 Uh, let's this is not the time we're bringing in an american woman like the first woman president to fix this prop like to fix all these problems caused by the legacy of white men Pretty much. Um, I think that I actually heard that term a lot recently, and I think it's actually called glass cliff for anyone who's yeah, interested. Okay. But um, yes, that is definitely a thing. And also, yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like Liz Warren or Kamala Harris could have fixed these problems 100%. Oh, sure. They would have been like, oh, we'll fix it. But it's like, yeah. So there's a few things. But anyways, even having a vice president, like a woman, first like black person, you know, first you know south asian person and so yeah it's just awesome and yeah i thought the whole event was was great yeah it's almost it's just like even now thinking back on it it's just like wow like i don't know as a even as an adult i'm just like i don't even know have the words to express it's just like so cool like i don't know what are emotions that's (laughs) and i feel like it hasn't even like 100 percent hit yet because you just see them getting sworn in and they're not actually like I feel like it's going to, like, sink in more, like, as she's, like, doing things. Yeah. Did you see the clip of her, like, obviously she was swearing in the three new senators, two from Georgia yep. and the senator to replace her. And then also she had to do the motion to, like, talk about herself as a third yeah. person. She's, like, to replace her parents. And she's, like, laughing. And I'm, like, that's great. She's, it. like, it's me. <laughs> she was, like, that was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> So the more things like that that happen, I think it'll make it seem more, you know. So, yeah, it's just great. And Uh, exciting time, exciting time. I will say, though, uh, that was literally the most insane fireworks show I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I I was literally like, have they, did they just get all the fireworks that were, you know, not used on 4th of July. They were like, we gotta get every firework that wasn't used this year in this fireworks display. Dad mentioned it too. He's like, I've never seen a DC display like that. I'm like, yeah. I Even we went like downtown for New Year's Eve 1999. You know, we were down there Y2K, New Year's Eve, 4th of July. None of those displays were that big. When I were joking, they were they were thinking like, what if we made the finale the entire show? Like... <laughs> Because it was literally just a finale, like, the entire time. And I don't know if you've watched 30 Rock, but there's that episode where Jack decides he's going to do fireworks. And then they're watching it, and they're like, fireworks in downtown, like, on a day that's not 4th of July? And I feel like I'm – that's what I was thinking. I was like, I hope everyone is aware that this was the fireworks display that was happening because, like, they're watching it on TV, and it literally looks like they're blowing up, like, the Washington Monument. Like, there's so many fireworks and so much smoke. It was so cool. I will never get over the joy that fireworks seem to bring Joe Biden. I just love it. Like, 
they started going off and he came out and he was like, oh, yes. Like, he just well, loves someone it. Someone right at that moment could have handed him a ice cream cone with two scoops of oh chocolate chip God. ice cream. That would have been, he would have just been like, this so is funny. the best day of my life, you know? He would have been like, I became president, there's fireworks, and there's ice cream. Yeah, that was so good. And I mean, I mean, I'm still reeling about all the outfits and the looks. They were so fierce, so amazing. And I feel like a look that did, hasn't gotten as much attention was Jill Biden's, like, evening dress. And I saw um, pictures of it up close, and I guess it's, like, embroidered with all the flowers of each state. And then the dress underneath is like a sheer like arms and kind of top with like a and then just like the white dress. And it also has the embroidered flowers on that sheer piece with the flower of Delaware at the heart. And they all go from there. It's really beautiful. Oh, cool. I mean, I'll have to look more into it. Um, You know whose outfit I was loving? I didn't even know it was her until later. But like when they were showing pictures of them, like in the, I guess, little office or whatever, like kind of watching the things on the tv well first of all when um demi lovato performed like joe was holding his grandson i assume like and dancing and it was like the cutest thing i've ever seen but then also in that like you'd see a girl that was in like this awesome tuxedo oh yeah i saw photos after and they said it was ashley biden and i was like she looked fierce perfect look like it was just yeah, amazing I like that, like, okay. yeah yes. i saw a photo of that after so yeah, there were lots of looks. Love the looks. During the inauguration, I thought all of Joe's granddaughters looked all very chic, like with their little, their mask matching their like little coats and jack, like glove. I, know, I was like, I'm very into the, the like mask matching the outfit, matching the gloves. And it's like everything's so put, I'm like, this is just extra accessories because it was cold. <laughs> yes. I would be the time I'd be like, yes, let's wear a mask. It's cold out. Protect the face. <laughs> <laughs> Can we ask why Bernie was not wearing a hat? I feel like he should have been wearing a hat. Like, it was too cold for that. Like, he's wearing those mittens. He needs a hat. Yeah, I love that everyone was talking about. I mean, I loved all the Bernie memes, but everyone was talking about, like, Bernie, man of the people. I'm like, y'all, that's like a $500 coat. <laughs> well, have you heard the story behind that coat? Just that it's the coat he wears all the time? No, no. I guess, like, well, obviously there's the mittens. Like, a woman, like a teacher made him mittens for the campaign trail, and those are just, like, the mittens he wears now, which is great. But I guess Tim was saying he heard a story or read a story about like that's a Burton coat. And I guess Burton came up came out with this like special line that had like a Bernie thing on the back of like it was like that coat, but it had like a Bernie thing on the back. Oh, and Bernie liked it so much that he they gave him or I don't know if they gave it, he probably Bernie probably paid for it, but like the coat but without like a Bernie <laughs> thing on the back, obviously. So it was like in the last, you know, few days they just had immediately sold out and like sold more co of that style of coat yeah. in that color that they'd ever than they'd ever sold before kind of thing i'm like yeah i think actually on their website it's currently on was on sale for like half mm. price but original price like msrp was like 449.95 yeah. <laughs> which i'm like hey winter coats are definitely something you could buy and wear over and over and over and you know they're pretty timeless yeah i mean i feel like with bernie if he's paying 400 dollars for a jacket he's wearing that jacket till like the day he dies like until that jacket i don't know if it was like a celebrity or like a kate middleton type person where it was like ooh, they rewore an outfit it's like how risque and i'm like who cares <laughs> like yeah. yes i love looks and I love that a lot of the women uh, at the inauguration were also wearing outfits, you know, highlighting um, black designers and everything and 
bringing that pomp and circumstance back to the inauguration. It was so good. But also, you can rewear the same outfit. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Bernie was thinking, everyone's going to be looking at me like, he didn't know. I also <laughs> love that Liz Warren was wearing a uh, Planned Parenthood scarf. I was like, I love that. So just looks all around, you know? More uh, looks of for the people that, like, you know, we're going to have the camera on them all the time. And then little things for everyone else. So, really? anyways, great day. I enjoyed it. I think if, well, when, I'm going to say when there is a woman president, I definitely, I'm like, I got to make it to that inauguration for sure. Um, All right. Well, that was, a, I think, a longer talk intro than we were planning, but I mean, what are you going to do? I, forgot, I already forgot that the inauguration happened this week just because time is irrelevant. So pretty much, pretty <laughs> I forgot pretty we were going to chat about it. Well, and then also it's just like, it's been like really nice to not like wake up and be like what has the toddler right. that is currently in charge of our country tweeted at like 2 a.m that is going to ruin everything such a breath of fresh air it just seems like it's been that's why i kind of forgot the inauguration happened because it's just that's not been any news been so quiet. i mean there's been news he's been doing stuff but it's yeah. just also been like yeah he's just doing things that like the president would do. normally do and just other and they're having like normal press conferences where like you know, press secretary is answering questions and not just, well, first of all, even having one. <laughs> Enough politics. Let's get into what we're actually going to talk about today, which is... I have no I have no transition or attempt no. to pivot to this this week. I, yeah. There's no way to do it. <laughs> no, that doesn't even... Yeah, no, nothing. I'm like, who? Let's talk about those leotards and uh, tiny pretty things. That's... Yeah. Or like I'm, I guarantee you during this, I will call it Pretty Little Things. Like I cannot get the name of this show right. Like I'm just like whatever it's called. I don't know. Anyway, the ballet one on Netflix called Tiny Pretty Things, which I don't even understand the name. <laughs> Stupid name in my opinion, but there's one character that says it one time yeah. in yes, the show, yes. and in late, it's like in definitely in the second half of the season. And I was like, well, someone's finally said it. Someone said it. Okay, I'm just going to throw this at you just because I think it would be a fun way to start. If you had to describe this show in like three <laughs> to four words, what would the three to four words use? Oh, man. Ballet, teen drama, nothing actually happens. I think mine would be also ballet, butts, and what? Like, it would literally, oh, that yeah. would be, those are my words. Ballet, butts, and what? Like, literally, I don't know how many times I said the word what during watching the show. Yeah, so I know I watched it a bit before you, and so I was trying not to color or, like, influence your initial thoughts of the show going in, but I just, the whole time watching it, just kept saying to myself, what a, like, this show is messy. That, that would be, okay, actually, I take it back. So that would be my five words. Ballet, this show is messy. (laughs) Yeah, I'd just be like, Ballet, what's the deal with the sauna? Like, why is this, like, this sauna? That would be one of the words. Okay, I guess we maybe we should set up what the show is about. So, first of all, what is our obsession with ballet, do you think, in, like, dance as a society? Is it because, and Tim was even asking this, he's like, why does everyone, like, want to be a ballet dancer? I was like, I don't really think that's what it is. Like, I don't think I'm dying to be a ballet dancer, but I think it's just the dedication and like just yeah. like the things that they can do with their bodies. I don't know. I think anytime you have 
being a ballerina is so removed from like most people's normal frame of reference or knowledge or experience. So anytime you have something that's so like elite and it's just like potentially interesting. So preface that I have literally zero ballet knowledge. Everything I know about ballet, I learned from like center stage. Yeah, center stage basically. I think it's, it might be like Refinery29 or someone on YouTube has where they have like the ballerina go through her whole day and stuff. And I watch those videos sometimes. So that's, that's my ballet frame of reference. Are there any other ballet movies? Maybe. Probably, Save the Last yeah, Dance where he does really terrible ballet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like everything I know about ballet, I learned from Black Swan or Center Stage. So with that in mind... <laughs> I think it's just because it's just something that's so different and maybe a scene is so like elite and people just don't know anything about it that it's just like what is the lives of these dancers like you know what could it be and what drama is it like cutthroat and I don't know well okay so the general overview of the show I think we just have to say like there will be spoilers as we talk about the show because I don't know how we talk about it because literally in the first 30 seconds of the show something happens so basically in the first spoilers spoilers now like episode one in the first like 30 seconds there's a girl like on this roof and she's dancing and then someone comes up and like ends up pushing her off this roof and I wrote Murder in the first 30 seconds? Off to an intense start. (laughs) (laughs) So basically the story, the framework of the show is there's this famous ballet school in Chicago. We're back in Chicago. I literally was going to say, woo, we're back in Chicago with the Archer Ballet School of Ballet. Apparently Netflix is just like, everything Chicago in 2020 and 2021. (laughs) You know how like everything films in like Georgia now? Like maybe there's some tax breaks in like Chicago. Chicago. If you show the bean, we'll give we'll give yeah, you a kickback. <laughs> they did, I believe, show the bean in the show. Yeah. So, anyways, so it's set in this elite, you know, ballet school in Chicago, and then you cut to, I guess, L.A. or somewhere, and then this girl, they're like, Chicago wants you, and they bring her to Chicago. Now she's part of the school, and the only reason she's there though is to be this like look, we, we bring people of color and diversity mm-hmm. to the school because this girl got pushed off the roof. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, the, their star ballerina got pushed off the roof and now they need some positive media attention. So they bring in a new character, but it's like, Chicago wants you, but not for good reasons. <laughs> I would say that, couldn't they have named anyone a normal name in this show? Like, what's with the names? Like, can we have like a... The names are all over the place and were so hard for me to remember. Even more so than normal. I'm, you know, throughout every show we've talked about on this pod, I don't ever remember anyone's names. I'm a face, face person. I can see someone's face and I'll remember it forever. But the names, and especially the spellings, I finally looked them up oh, and I was just, like, yeah. this, I was like, what? I was like, this is what they've been saying this whole time? I'm confused. Well, I think the only reason I know the spellings is because I always have the subtitles on. Okay, yeah, I can do smart. it. I think I can name them. Okay, Nevea. She's the one that comes from California. Then you've got... um june that was like an easier one and then you've got um bet who i guess his full name i think is elizabeth and somehow her name is bet now i honestly thought the whole time i thought they were saying beth and then i looked Mm. it up and it was bet and i was like oh (laughs) you've got is it orwin orin 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 
You've got um. I'm like, is he a character out of like a YA fantasy novel with yeah, this name? That's Orin? what I'm saying. The names here are insane. <laughs> What's his roommate name? Roommate's name? Uh, God, Shane. That was kind of a normal name. How did you forget Shane? <laughs> I know. I don't know why I forgot Shane. That's like more of a normal name. I feel like. Then you've got um Caleb. I think. I guess Caleb's kind of a normal name. But anyways, the names. There's just so many characters. All right up front. There's just so many characters. <laughs> So I would say like in episode one, so they bring, bring Nevaeh from California and like right off, I was just like, the show is making me uncomfortable. Like they had that like uncomfortable medical exam with like the wrench, but I'm glad that didn't really like go anywhere. Cause I was like, are they going to do this whole thing where like, he's a creep and a weirdo, but no, he's just, he actually, like he was a good guy. Yeah. He was actually a good guy. So he, they call him the wrench and he like does all the physical you know, make sure their bones aren't breaking and like he's like the on staff sports med person. Yeah. And then she, you know, has her first class and everyone's mean to her, of course. This is a ballet this is a ballet school and everyone's gonna be like, everyone's mean to you and you suck because like she's the new new thing and everyone's worried that she's gonna like come in and steal their star and I wonder if it's and also the intrigue with ballet is because even though it's like they train in a group but it's kind of also an individual sport yeah it's kind of like women because you know you earn points as a team and you might have relays as well but then it's also an individual sport so then you're also competing for you know the top spot so I think that's always a interesting dynamic on a sport I think they got into it more in the show where like it's they all like hate each other and competitive with each other but also if anyone tries to like come for them they will like stick together because nobody understands the experience like they understand the experience like a shared shared experience um that you just can't understand unless you're in it so anyways she gets kind of like berated in her first ballet class by the teacher i mean not even that bad and then so the guy she's sitting next to shane who great character i love shane definitely of all the like ballerina characters he's my favorite (laughs) sure yeah, he befriends her and he's like, oh, let's go sneak in and watch this. I'm really only bringing this up because I was already like, this is the next thing that happened that made me so uncomfortable. So they're like, let's go watch this the star ballerina that like came out of the school. And um, I forget what her name is. It's like Cat. I want to say Cassie, but I could be wrong about that. Anyways, she's like practicing the ballet with like this famous choreographer that also came out of the school. And then like she finishes and he's like, you got to like feel it. And you're you're feeling it like here, but you're not feeling it here. And he like grabs her crotch, and I'm like, this show. I don't understand what this show is so far. It's very uncomfortable. Like just everything that's happening is uncomfortable. Yeah, but like I think it's Ramon Costa is the name of the the choreographer. I only remember that because I feel like they say his name about like a hundred thousand times during the show. Oh, the main isn't the main ballerina is Bet's sister, right? Yeah, yeah, Bet's sister. Oh, which is- we don't find out immediately but yeah her name is delia delia i don't know i said cassie delia cassie is here to remember this one. <laughs> so we're getting to know the casting characters in the first episode so like you've got like the girl that got pushed off the roof whose name was i don't know maybe her name was cassie oh okay that's a, i'm getting everyone confused so she gets pushed off the roof and then so everyone's kind of like Still a little bit reeling from that, but you've got your cast of characters. So you've got your like Queen Bee, who's now Bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got her best friend, who also they're kind of mean to each other all the time. And her name is June. And then you've got Bet's boyfriend, whose name is um, Orin. Orin. 
and then Orin Drew made a Shane, and then you've got Cassie's, who's now, well, I guess, spoiler, Cassie actually isn't dead. She gets pushed off the roof, but she isn't dead. She's in a coma. Yep, my my first comment is, ooh, snap, dead girl isn't dead. She's in a coma. That's literally what I said. I was like, <laughs> literally, I had the last one I have on episode one. She's alive? <laughs> So then you've got her boyfriend, Nabil, who is this guy from, like, Paris, I guess. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about him already. See, there's too many characters. I know, there's so too And then they try to sprinkle in some other, like, dancers along. Oh, and then there's Caleb, who's Nabil's roommate. Yeah. Um, And then there's, like, some other random people they throw in. But I'd say those are, like, the main, kind of, like, the main, the main people. Like eight or so of them, yeah. Yeah, for sure. it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, Okay, and then... So I'm still in the first episode because I feel like so many things happened here. Okay, like some of the dialogue. So the whole basically point of the show is like they're trying to figure out who pushed Cassie off the roof. So obviously there's other things happening, but like that's kind of like the main mystery of the first season. Yeah, that's the main setup. Yeah, and then so there's this cop who has her own drama that she's dealing with, who is the one that like basically saved Cassie from dying because she gave her CPR, is like obsessed with like trying to figure out how this mm-hmm. happens. Everyone's trying to say, like, it was an accident. She slipped. And then there's, like, some evidence, though, that she was pushed. So she's trying to figure it out. But, okay, listen to this line of dialogue, though, from the first episode. This is this is the kind of thing we're dealing with this in the show. I don't know a nutcracker from my nightstick. Like, <laughs> that was a line that the cop said. And I'm like, no, stop with that. We're done with that. Uh, speaking of the cop, I don't have the whole line, but in the second episode... She uses the phrase sucking water to describe a flower in a vase. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but that sounds about right. They also had her boss use the term lady friends, referring to the cops, her wife. And anyways, it says lady friend. I was like, what? Where are we right now? Lady friend? The show is just is just all over the place. But it's like they set this whole thing up and then they set up so many other storylines happening there's so many things it's so messy and just like too many things happening i mean like last week we're talking about wonder woman how they're trying to have two baddies and it's too much the shows had trying to have like eight plot lines and it's too much just stick with the one main plot line the girl that got pushed off the roof and who done it and then also the plot line of the new girl coming in um, but her. I feel like it's like they bring her in as if she's going to be the lead character. And then she kind of like drops off she's for a while. Really, yeah. And kind of come back a little bit. It's they set up all these like story arcs. And then again, just like let them drop. There's like too many. Places spinning. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like I'll get past the first episode, but I feel like there's just like so many cr- things that happen in this first episode. Okay. So then there's this like scene where they're all going swimming, which this really has nothing to do with it. I was just confused by like the dynamics that they set up in this swimming scene where like there's this party and they all show up and they're all like half of them are like skinny dipping. Like a lot of the girls have their tops off. And then like there's this scene between like Nevea and Bet because Bet's like stay out of my way. You know, like I'm, I'm the queen bee here. Like you're not going to usurp my thing. And she like does this whole scene where she like takes off her dress that she's wearing and like yeah. kind of just is like stare to Bet. And I was like, what was that for? Who was that for? Like, was that some sort of power play? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. I was so confused by that. Oh, and the I think the big first episode thing is like they're picking the the main like master valet guy who's like their teacher is picking partners for the semester. So like 
Bet wants to be with Nabil because Nabil's like the best, but like her boyfriend, Orin or whatever, I can't say his name. Orin? <laughs> be her partner, but then he gets partnered with Nevaeh, so there's this whole like back and forth. But then at the end, and this made me laugh so hard, the the big choreographer guy, like the madam of the school, wants him to like do a new play, and he's like, fine, I will do a play. <laughs> yeah, for like their semester, like the semester, or the year, or whatever, their big showcase play at the end is going to be Sleeping Beauty and they have yes, the yes. like on staff choreographer guy like their teacher is putting it together but then to additionally have some positive PR yes. because of Cassie getting pushed off the roof and they're trying to bury that story they are getting Ramon Costa who is working with the Chicago Ballet I guess um, yeah. like the adult professionals to also work with the school and create a play that is about oh Oh my god, Jack the Ripper, and I was laughing hysterically. I was like, this is so dumb. I'm like, what? I was like, this is what the show is. Okay, I understand now. I was just, I literally have in my notes, Jack the Ripper, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, two laughing emojis. Like, (laughs) We need some positive press, and we need a new ballet to distract from the almost death of one of our dancers. Let's do a play about Jack the Ripper. (laughs) Also, it's just like a stupid concept to begin with, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. everything about it is dumb. So anyways, that sets up the show, basically. And I just also feel like, okay, I want to know who created this show. Like, it was someone who's actually, like, been in the ballet world. Because they're literally just, like, naked all the time, I feel like, in this show. Naked, naked, naked. Like, which is fine. But I just feel like it was kind of like, is this how it is? Like, I don't know. So it's based on a book. (laughs) But I don't know who wrote the screenplay. It's based on a book from an American journalist and author of young adult fiction. So I don't think... No, she has a master's degree in dramatic writing. Her name is Sona, S-O-N-A. And then also uh, there's a second, like a co-author. Maybe she's the ballerina. But no, also she has a master's degree in creative writing so no ballerinas (laughs) well okay so but then i feel like you're interpreting the book right the book's probably not saying like they're in the sauna again and they're all laying over each other naked okay the other other big thing that happens in the first episode which i called from like second like second i saw them together was so shane and orin orin are hooking up yeah but orin is also dating bet so i was like "Mm, called it totally for sure, for sure. So again, there's just all these messy storylines. Some of them just popped up out of nowhere. So I don't know if you want to like, if there's other stuff you want to talk about from other episodes or just leave the yeah. people to watch it. Um, but there's like a few things later on where I'm like, did I, like things come up and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that completely happened all the time where a very, I won't, there's some stuff at the end that I literally just wrote like, wrote like um, what? But yeah, like, I don't know if there's much to happen like, I didn't take notes for every episode. I'm trying to think of like the best way to go through it because there's so much happening with every single character. Like I just don't know how to get into it. The biggest wait what thing for me was so later on in the series, you know, okay, so there's all these relationship dynamics, bets with Orin, then they break up. She kind of starts seeing this other guy. We'll talk about him later probably. Orin also has the whole thing where he has body issues and yep. But then all of a sudden in one episode, him and Nevaeh are dating. And I was like, wait, what did I miss? And then characters are like, 
you know, she loves you or he loves you yeah. to, and I'm like, wait, I literally was, had to go back. I was like, did I miss something in the last episode? Have they even spoken to each other? Cause it was all of a sudden there was a scene of them dancing and he's like, if we're going to be dance partners, we need to like put our relationship feelings into it. And I'm like, what relationship? What feelings? What yeah. has happened? You just broke up with Bet, and nothing happened in the episode before that between you two. I'm so lost. <laughs> I feel like that happened all the time. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was literally like um, Oren was in love with Bet. She broke up with him because she found out about the whole Shane thing and for other reasons. But and then all of a sudden he's like, everyone's like, you should be with Nevaeh. And I was like, is Nevaeh even into that idea? Like she yeah. doesn't even do it. And they, they were like, somehow together and you know they're like talking about like should we go to the next level and then like and then okay I think it's like in the last episode or the second last episode Oren says I love you and so like I wrote I love you um what like I didn't even know you guys were dating until like five minutes ago in this episode so I'm looking through my notes it's in episode eight I wrote I clearly missed when Nevaeh and the main dude Oren, who I couldn't remember his name, still by episode eight, couldn't remember his name, became an item, LOL. And then, yeah, in the finale, I was just like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Two episodes of them being da- going from, like, being dance partners to I love you. I feel like maybe we should just, like, each character, like, quickly, like, rather than go episode by episode, because it's, like, impossible to go episode by episode. Just yeah. kind of, like, each character, right? Okay, so you've got Bet. She's the queen bee. Um, she's happy that Cassie got pushed off the roof because now she's the shining star. I feel like her big storyline is she's trying to be the shining star. Also, she's in her sister's shadow because her sister is the principal ballerina, the adult um, ballet company. And she at one point has like a foot injury. And then she gets like a somewhat addicted to like Vicodin. But yeah. then all of a sudden she's like, no, I won't take drugs anymore. And it just like is like a drama that they set up and then it fizzles out. So she's kind of the person that will do anything to be the star. She locks her best friend out on the roof. Her best friend was like about to get the lead role. And then she's like plotting against Nevaeh. And she is weirdly plotting to have her boyfriend have a threesome with her. And after she finds out about Shane and and Oren, she's like, well, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Because he clearly is fine hooking up with guys. And goes to like Ramon Costa and tries to get the lead role by making Oren and them have a threesome. I don't know. <laughs> like, and then she also the guy that helps her lock June off the roof. She starts dating that guy and like gets drugs from him also. And that's the whole thing. And then maybe we'll save that part to the end to the reveal of like the the pusher of. Um, okay, so then you've got Nevea who. Her old deal is she's obviously coming from California. She's like the fish out of water in this place, trying to figure it all out. Trying to prove herself. Yeah, her whole backstory is like her mom's in prison. Her her brother is in a wheelchair. There's a whole thing around that, like trying to get her out of prison. And I don't know. Ultimately, I kind of feel like her character, she's kind of the character just like, I don't want to put up with this shit that's going on in the school, even though like this has been happening forever. And I'm going to fight fight everyone about it yeah it just they set I feel like they set her up to be the central character and then she kind of wasn't after the first episode or two yeah then they kind of focused on other people and then they kind of circled back around to her to have the episode about like her mom and her family and then after that episode was done then they didn't talk about it anymore pretty much and then they they had to like have her have a relationship with Nabil 
for like a minute and it was like what okay just yeah so then Nabil, yeah, Nabil. as you mentioned he came from Paris to go to the school and it's because he was like dating Cassie over the summer in Paris and he's in love with her um so obviously she's in a coma in the hospital so he spends like all his time there but he's like the best dancer on the yeah. of the guys but everyone thinks he like pushed her and because he has a temper and like he's also Muslim so like there's like some stuff going on with him and his roommate and but with Nabil right here's another um what question so at the end he I think his roommate is like you had to be with the one you love and he's like uh you know Cassie broke up with me or whatever and then like He's like, that's not who I'm talking about. And then he like goes and professes his love for June. And I'm like, what? Like, when did this become a thing? Yeah, totally. He was literally just threatening, threatening her safety, like three episodes prior. You know what I mean? I'm like, they're in love now. Okay. Like, yeah, it's literally so confusing. They just all of a sudden are like out of one relationship with one dance partner. And then now they're like with another dance partner and they're like, I love you. It's. Yeah, out of nowhere. I'm like, this can't be real. Let's <laughs> we'll talk about June since I just mentioned her. So June is kind of the second fiddle to Bet. She is someone who like wants to like impress her mother and be like the get a solo and but she isn't. Her mom's this like a London businesswoman who's just like, if you can't even land a lead in the so- as a solo, like why am I even paying for this school? Like you need to you need to like drop this fantasy of being a ballerina and like get into the real world or whatever. And so there's a whole storyline about like her mom's going to pull her out. And then like, she tries to like emancipate herself or I guess she does emancipate herself from the mom. And then she gets a job at this weird nightclub lounge thing. Yeah. And then basically there's, there's this other big storyline that starts to happen where she like kind of befriends this guy that like is there, but then like she gets, elevated this like vip lounge and then the guy of course like makes this like really disgusting move on her and she's like no like stop and so she quits but then like another girl at the ballet school gets promoted to the vip lounge and then she ends up getting assaulted by this guy yeah so then there's this whole other storyline where they're trying to prove that like this guy did something to the girl and they like send june in and they get on tape that actually the club is like taking basically donates to the school and the school like provides like first look at the ballerinas and like they get to pick who comes work at the club and stuff yeah access to the ballerinas yeah and it's like really and they find out like the madam of the school madame dubois is like kind of like the ringleader and all this a little bit yeah so it's not just one creepy guy it's the whole thing that's been orchestrated yes exactly so they're kind of like how do we try to how do we take down um and like expose this and then that's a whole storyline so that's what i'm saying there's all these total like that could have been a whole season yeah of course that as a storyline but instead they try and compress it and rush it into like mm-hmm. three episodes as a side story i'm like how is this a side story yeah this is a big story too many things happening i will say probably of all the characters june was my least favorite just because she was so annoying uh, she was kind of annoying and we we're talking about corny lines or like bad writing Everything she said just sounded like straight out of a like after school special. <laughs> I kind of wonder like who are these kids that they got? Like yeah. all these people that were like ballet dancers and they're like, well, we need real ballet dancers. So like they're not actors, you know what I mean? I was wondering that too. And I did look it up and it does seem like most of them, the few that I looked up are 
professional ballet dancers, but it'll be it'll be like ballet dancer, comma actor, or like comma actress. Yeah, of course, I can but, say that now. But I feel like you can deliver lines if they're not bad lines. Of course, <laughs> sure. I don't think it was delivery necessarily, but maybe it's the combination of how that character was written and like how and the lines she had and how they told her to deliver them because everything was just like if I can't do ballet my whole life will be over and I'm gonna be the uh get the solo you know I'll show her it was all just so corny (laughs) and like turned it up the drama up to like 11 for no reason I do feel like there was some like like yeah I agree like the material they were given was not amazing (laughs) but I do feel like there was some like delivery things too just like with all the characters it wasn't just like her but like there there were some like rough I feel like in the beginning there were some rough rougher I think they maybe they got into it but I was like oof I feel like these people are not actors except for the woman who played the head of the school yes of course and then I was just laughing the whole time because I was like that's the actress from NCIS (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where she was from. I was like, why do I know this person? And I like, I never looked her up, but she played Jenny in like the first, I don't know, six seasons or so until yeah, they had yeah, that yeah. where she gets killed. But yeah, okay, let's talk about her though because this is like episode four. Okay, so they have this character that's kind of been on the back burner for the first three episodes. He's roommates with Nabil. His name is mm-hmm. Caleb, and I also wrote. Um, I feel like that Caleb developed a very strong Southern accent all of a sudden. Like, I didn't notice yeah. it in the first three episodes, and all of a sudden he's, like, this super Southern, like, <laughs> guy. I'm like, okay. But anyways, so then they revealed that Caleb and the head of the school are having an affair. And I wrote, Caleb and Madame? Ew. Like, yeah, everything about gross. this is gross. Because how old are they supposed to be on the show? Like, 16? Yeah, 16, 17, I think. And, like, they clearly had been in... Because I have a note that says, ew, so the creepy choreo and directress were a thing, too. Because then we find out that not only is she having, like, an illicit affair with this underage student, she's done it in the past. And one of the students she did it with was now the choreographer guy, Ramon. Yeah, she clearly is, like, someone who grooms these, like, young men. And to be fair, like, I'm sure this probably happened to her when she was a young ballerina. I have no doubt. They kind of had a scene where they talked about that, where she's just like, it's just what happens. Like, yeah. So I feel like she's really damaged, but also yeah. like, because when we talk about the Caleb thing, like Caleb's dad died in battle or whatever. And clearly she's like, yeah, that was a really hard time for you. And that was like a year prior. So clearly this was happening, like maybe when he was 15, maybe even earlier. Like, who knows? Messed and up. it was so gross. Like, I was like, ew. Everything that's happening is gross. Yeah. I also wrote in episode four, what is the deal with the sauna? The sauna is like... kind of mentioned that before too. I don't know. To me, it, I didn't really notice like too much crazy. I don't know. I feel like they're just in there after their oh, classes. Yes, but I work. feel like there are all these like really intense scenes in the sauna where they have these like intense conversations and the guys would just be sitting across from each other completely naked and we're like, we're just having this combo, And then... What scenes were they told? Every scene I remember, they all had towels. No, like, I feel like they would sometimes start off with towels and then they, like, take off the towels and, like, sit down. And then I just distinctly remember this one scene where it's, like, guys and girls are all in the sauna and it's, like, the girls are kind of, like, laying across the guys' laps and you can, like, that's why I said butts. I feel like there's so many butts in this show. Like, it's just butts all the time. (laughs) I just, that's why I'm wondering, like, so even if it was based off a book, someone had to take that book because they're clearly not writing like, hey, let's show everyone butts all the time and let's be in the sauna. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like they were trying to create, like, your gossip girly type of, like, you know, all these, like, shocking things and, like, drama. But I just, they, they tried to do too much and it just, like, wasn't. Yeah, I just feel like overall nothing was executed very well. And then because there was too many storylines, you either didn't have resolutions or the reveals that you had were very disappointing or were then fell back on, like, a lot of tropes and you're like oh i've wasted 10 episodes on this pretty much so that's i mean caleb you know he's having an affair i don't know he's he wants to like prove himself to her and then eventually she breaks it off with him which is actually like i'm like good you should break it off with him we're done with this but of course he's like doesn't want to take it um but in the end like they reveal that this whole plot is happening with like the club and then like she might lose the school and there's a whole thing with that um Oren I don't even think there's much of a storyline with Oren Oren's dating bet then he's not dating bet he's hooking up with Shane then he's not hooking up with Shane then I guess he's with Nevea and yeah you said he had he has body issues yeah it was like they set up what could have been like a really good story arc around you know his body image and the pressures of being a male ballerina and I don't know what are male ballerinas called are they (laughs) ballet dancers I don't know but yeah and then they just kind of dropped it and force him into this like super contrived relationship with Nevea, where clearly neither of them were really that into it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that relationship. I was like, why is this happening now? I'm confused. <laughs> and she didn't seem that into it either. Like first she was into Nabil and now she's into Oren. I don't know. Um, maybe we should talk about Shane. We haven't talked about Shane very much. Apparently a male ballerina is called a ballerino. I don't think they ever said the word ballerino on the show. I mean, I guess it makes sense because in a lot of languages, you just sure. change like the A or the O at the end. But yeah, so they had such potential and it could have been very unique to talk about men having body issues and struggling with eating disorders and things that usually oftentimes is focused on women and young girls yeah. dealing with that. So it could have been potentially very interesting. And then they kind of dropped it. And then I thought they were going to have a storyline where like, he ended up like he was bisexual or he was really gay and then like you know he's actually wants to be with Shane but that kind of fell through and then he was just kind of like hooking up with Shane to hook up with Shane I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know like and so then okay so we hadn't talked much about Shane even though I feel like he's one of the best characters on the show (laughs) so Shane is gay and like he's actually like in love with Oren and I think trying to like hoping that that will happen that Oren will Mm -hmm. wake up one day and be like I really want to be with you and not that and this has all been real, but that doesn't happen. So then I think there's this whole storyline with him where he just feels like all he has is sex and he just uses that to like mm-hmm. hook up with guys, but he wants like a real relationship. Yeah. So then he starts dating this guy where why is everyone okay with dating teenagers in this show? I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I was very confused by the age of this guy kind of starts up as like a hookup and then Shane wants it to be public but the guy's like no because he works for one of the guys that's like a big investor in the school or something it's like he's just moved there to work and it's like he's like I can't risk my job and I'm like you're talking about risking your job I'm like what about if you go to jail like (laughs) you know I'm just thinking now though they did mention that he got into like Wharton Business School at like 16 so maybe this guy's like not that much older than Shane but still like that's why I was confused. I was like, how old is his character supposed to be? Like 19 and Shane's like 17? I don't know. 
Or is he supposed to be like 24? I don't know. <laughs> it's not the worst relationship that's on the show, but still, I'm like, everyone's just cool with like dating high schoolers. We're all cool with that. It just seemed awkward because they never really clarify. No, no. They don't say anyone's age on the show. You know what question I wrote? Okay, so there's this whole storyline where Oren and Nevaeh are like getting kicked out of the school. So then Oren like wants Shane to be happy. So then his hookup, I was, I wrote Shane's hookup is just allowed to work out at their gym now. Like he just like comes in, he's like working out at the ballet gym. And I'm like, what's happening? He's just allowed to work at this gym. He's not a ballerino. <laughs> like, I guess it's because it's because he works there. That's what I'm saying. Cause he works for that businessman guy who somehow has ties to the ballet school. They're in this huge high rise. So I guess if you work there, then you're allowed to work out there. I don't know. Yeah, I, had the same, I, I had the same thought as well. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he works for whatever this like company. The guy, I didn't know he like worked out of the, I don't know, the whole thing. They were just like, we just need him to be there. So we're going to have him work out, even though it might not make sense. Again, just like typical of the show. They're like, we're just going to do this thing. Does it make sense? <laughs> no. Yeah. And then I feel like during the show, they have all these things where they're going to take a stand and then like they kind of take a stand, but then they don't, nothing happens, you know, like they take a stand against Ramon Costa and then he, the ballet continues, you know, like he doesn't get ousted or anything. Like he's still in there. Okay. Maybe we should talk about Cassie now so then we can talk about the ending. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Cassie is a girl in the coma basically. So not a lot's happening with her during the whole thing. She's just in the coma learning everyone's secrets. True. Apparently she can hear everything everyone's saying and confessing while she's in that coma. Can we also talk about, I realize we're about to talk about Cassie, but because of this, there's a whole part of the show that we have not even mentioned whatsoever. They acted like the show was going to be some kind of weird psychological thriller because all of the characters, mostly Nevaeh, but some other characters too, are having these like freaky dreams. Oh my God. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. And they all involve Cassie. And so I'm just like, is Cassie like trying to get Nevaeh a message about who pushed her? And there's just all this really freaky, like psychological dream sequence shit that happens. And then nothing ever comes of it. <laughs> You're so right. Because I don't know why I didn't write this down. But the entire time I I was like, is something in the water? Why is everyone having these dreams? Like, I think I wrote a note. I was like, are because once it was not just Nevaeh and it was other people too. I was like, what drugs are they giving these kids yeah. at this school? You know, like, everyone's having the these weird ass dreams. You know, yeah. Is, is this the, the Queen's Queen Gambit? Gambit? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're so right. I was thinking that the entire time. I was like, I feel like I'd be freaked out if like everyone just is, I would just love them to cut like someone's dream that's just having like a normal dream of like, or not dreaming at all. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> everyone's just having these weird ass dreams. And they're like, yeah, this is normal. What is this like? I don't know, otherworldly aspect to this show where the girl in the coma is like giving them dream messages. Like, is this a thing that we're supposed to read into more? Apparently not. (laughs) No, everyone's just having these really intense, vivid dreams and they're no way related. They just happen to be having them. Like, it's just funny to me. They're like, the writers are like, we're just going to make sure have everyone have these crazy, elaborate dreams because this is how dreams work. Like, (laughs) like, Everyone's just having them. You're so right. I can't believe it. I originally thought the show was going to kind of be like Nevaeh, one, going to the school and also trying to figure out what happened to the girl that got pushed, because I assumed the girl that got pushed was going to be dead. But even in a coma, it still would have worked. And so then you could have had the like thriller, psychological, whatever aspect. And it would have been her coming to her in dreams or visions or whatever, trying to, you know, help her stop her would-be killer. 
anyway, that's my alternate plot line that I think would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't make sense once they started having other people having dreams yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like it would have made more sense if, like, there's a whole, we'll talk about it now probably, but, like, Bet like, can't remember, because there's all the secrecy about what happened that night, and they, like, mm-hmm. all told the story to the yeah. cop that they're all, like, sleeping or whatever, but, like, everyone was kind of doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. Yeah. And... And Beth's thing is that she was really drunk and she, like, can't remember what happened. So I feel like they could have done a thing. And it doesn't have to be these insane, vivid, random dreams. It could have just been her having dreams, like, flashbacks, you know? Like, yeah. oh, maybe I did. Like, I feel like I remembered something where, like, maybe something happened. Like, I feel like it would have made more sense if instead of these stupid, vivid, like, fever dreams that they were having, mm-hmm. everyone's having dreams of, like, because everyone's really drunk or something. And everyone's, like, yeah. having these, like, little, like, oh, maybe it was... Maybe I saw Shane have an argument with her. Maybe it was Shane or whatever, you know, like with these, all these things. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. The whole time I was thinking like, these dreams are insane. Like, and everyone's had them. And then like, Madame even has a dream, you know, like yeah. at some point. And it's like, okay. Well, Chicago waters definitely got something happening. <laughs> Coming from the bean, they all get like. That's just got extra fluoride. I don't know. Making them all go crazy. Anyway, yeah. circling back, Cassie, the lead ballerina who got pushed and is now in a coma well, we do learn even though she's in a coma we do learn some things throughout the episodes <laughs> we learn that she was having an affair in paris yep. with ramon costa who again is an adult human like man and is dating the lead ballerina Beth's older sister but we also learn that delia knows seems there seems to have her so delia and ramon are in a relationship and they seem to have this relationship where she kind of knows that Ramon, like, fools around, but, like, she's, like, the number one, you know what I mean? And she's always, like, you can't do what you were doing in Paris, stay away from my sister, you know? Like, these are... So clearly there's an understanding there between them. Whether or not that's a good idea, I don't know. But there's an understanding. So Nabil finds out about that. He's pissed, obviously. So you kind of just learn, like, nobody really liked Cassie. She was clearly, like, the best, but also, like, a bitch. And was just, again, doing what she wanted to do to, like, be number one. Which, again, could have been a better storyline because it's, like, if she if you're revealing all these memories of people and their interactions with Cassie and that she's a huge bitch to them, so then everyone has motive, this could have been a way better whodunit. I mean, I know I joked at the beginning about the name of the show, but, like, I- I'm going to, like, Pretty Little Liars, you know what I mean? Because I feel like in the first season of that, it's all these flashbacks that people had with, like, Allison. Yeah, and- for sure trying to piece together like what happened to her and I feel like that could have they could have just been like pretty little pretty little things instead of tiny little things and just like kind of taken that but they didn't they didn't do that okay but anyway so Cassie so Cassie eventually wakes up she wakes yep. her parents should take her off life support she survives and she wakes up right and she hasn't told anyone yet who pushed her and then, like, before she can do that, Ramon Costa comes and, like, basically, like, scares her. I was kind of confused by that whole scene because was he just saying, like, don't tell anyone that, like... I think so, yeah. We had an affair, but it didn't seem like she was trying to tell anyone about it, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's because they were trying to make it seem like he's the one who pushed her yeah, or something, too. So they're trying to, like, do just do all these red herrings everywhere. <laughs> Yes, but sometimes I'm like, but it doesn't make sense to the rest of the storyline, you know, like this. And so then Nabil comes in when Ramon Cost is there, and then Cassie breaks up with Nabil, 
which I also don't 100% understand because then after she did it, she seemed like really upset about having broken up with him. Yeah. So I don't really know why she broke up with him. I don't know either. It was never answered. But apparently he's in love with June anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I love that the entire time he's like, I'm so in love with Cassie. And then he like makes out with Nevea, but all, and also is apparently in love with June. When I'm like, what? I don't, okay. They danced one dance together and now he's like, never mind. I love June now. I love June now. Even though, like, literally three episodes prior, he was threatening her safety because he thought that she was the one that pushed Cassie off the roof. Yeah. Anyways, so she wakes up. So then the cop comes to her and he, she's like, okay, who pushed you off the roof? What Cassie says happens is that Bet pushed her off the roof. And everyone's like, so they're about to have this big performance. And the cop comes in and arrests Bet for the thing. And then June gets the spotlight. So then everyone's like, Bet couldn't have done it. And then Bet seems to have this, like, repressed memory come back. And basically, it's revealed how, one, she got her foot injury, yep. and two, who the actual... Well, there's this whole thing where, like, June kind of sees, like, a movement. Like, June sees something. June had seen a hooded figure come down that night, like, in the hallway, the night that Cassie got pushed. And she's like, that's probably the person who did it, but she didn't see a face. She just saw, like, the person. And she sees this, like, movement that the person does with, like, their arm. So then she's watching this... She's watching Ramon and Delia do this, like, practice performance for Jack the Ripper. And then she sees Delia do that same arm movement. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Like, I know who did it. And then then Bet is like, now I actually remember what happened that night. And, like, what happened is that Delia pushed her. Well, she didn't see that. But, like, then comes into, like, the common room where Bet's, like, passed out. Crawling through the window. And Delia's, like, going down the fire escape. And... Bet's kind of like, you know, half awake, half drunk, and is like, Delia, where are you going? And like, tries to go out the window and like, ends up hitting her foot, which is what injures her foot and like, breaks it. And then like, follows her down. And then Delia tries to play it off, being like, oh, you had too much. Like, let's get you home, you know? Yeah, we've been out drinking all night. So then it's revealed that Delia actually pushed her. Dun, dun, dun. And the reason she pushed her is the love triangle. Wow. What a trope. Exactly. A show that's supposedly about like female empowerment, and then the entire conflict came down to two girls fighting over a gross man. Yeah, and also like wah, she's like, wah. well, she was a shiny new thing, and I'm like, well, clearly you should know the, the guy you're dating is it's terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, I think she's just with him because obviously he's this like famous choreographer, and like yep. she's like, I got to keep him close and keep him interested, or otherwise I'm gonna be like old news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then what's even more crazy is that so. They all realize this, and then they want Bet to take the fall for it. Like, Bet's mom knows about it, and Delia yeah. knows about it, obviously. And they're like, Bet, you're a minor. You'll be fine. Like, we'll we'll get you off. Because you didn't, you didn't really do it, so we'll get you out of it. And yeah, you're, apparently her dad's a lawyer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they never show him. They mention him a lot, but they never show him. Then I guess she agrees to go along with it. I don't really know why. Yeah, it seems like it was like Delia then go. she was not going to go along with it. And then all of a sudden Delia like ch- gets her to change her mind. And I'm just like, what? So disappointing. And then, okay, there's another big cliffhanger that happens at the end. Before we get to the final cliffhanger, I was just looking to trying to think of like, you know, because there's so many stories that happen. Yeah, so there's like two two other small little things. You know, June goes through being emancipated and then has to get a job and they're all talking about how they never have any money i'm like y'all are hot teen ballerinas are none of y'all on social media seriously like why are you not 
like a TikTok or Instagram influencer. And then there's a whole bit of the storyline where that because of more bad PR for the school, the ticket sales, I guess it's because when Cassie wakes up and it's announced that, you know, she tells people that Bet pushed her. So that means that like ticket sales for their performance have tanked. So they're trying to do some kind of stunt to get people interested. And they're like, let's make a viral video. And I'm like, that's not how viral videos work. You don't just make, you're like, this is our viral video. And they just kept saying that. And it was always, and then of course they film this whole video, but I'm like, cause they're like, how will we spread it? And I'm like on freaking Instagram, like, duh, are none of y'all hot teens on Instagram? Like they're acting like they wouldn't. So I have a quote here on episode nine. I put, are they finally going to embrace their hot teen powers? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, Sarah, don't you know when you upload a video to Instagram, there's a button you press that says viral Viral? and it just goes viral? Duh. Okay. And then the next part. So they finally, they upload the video to YouTube or whatever in the screenshot that they show of the video, you know, because it's like, it's getting views and it's getting comments. They literally called it dance video. Dance for, everyone, for everyone listening, Elizabeth just took a sip of water and just almost did a spit take. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was on to do that a sip. What an editing fail that, like, it didn't say Archer School of Ballet, yeah. performance, practice, nothing. It didn't, it just said dance video. <laughs> I just also loved afterwards how Madame Dubois kept saying, like, the video I commissioned, the viral video. video. The viral video I commissioned. I have that in quotes for the final episode because then she didn't want them to make and put out this video. But then, of course, it was a huge success and they ended up having to open the balcony seats and they sold out all three nights of the show. And so then for the opening performance, yeah, she's just trying to take credit for it. But she says it like six times that it's, yeah. you know, the viral video I commissioned. I'm like, you don't. You're just like, I assigned you, make a viral video, make it go viral. viral (laughs) Don't just make a regular video, make a viral video. So I just thought that that was- Make sure you hit that checkbox when you upload it. It makes it go viral. (laughs) To make it go viral. So I just thought that that was hilarious and like so out of touch with, I'm like, yeah, if you're a hot teen ballerina and your school doesn't have like, I'm sure they have social media policies, but like, of course, you're going to be on there and at least have that 10,000 fa- like follower swipe ups. Come on. I feel like that is like this blonde, whatever, like she could have easily had like a huge, ins- I mean, any of them, they're all hot. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, doing dancing. Just- There's that scene where Shane and Oren like dance in front of the bean for money. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you would have put that on Instagram, like, or YouTube <laughs> or something. So that was funny to me. And then also... Um, kind of before the finale setup uh, for potentially season two. I checked, it hasn't gotten announced or anything yet, so we'll see. June gets to do the solo performance, and it's so popular, this Jack the Ripper. Ballet, by the way. Ballet. Jack the Ripper yeah. ballet. Well, it's just shortened the Ripper, I think. They call it Ripper. Uh, yeah, Ripper uh, ballet that it's going to go, you know, on national tour. And so she wants that role in the national tour. But of course, Ramon gives it to the adult ballerina Delia which I think at this point they're not actually dating so but she finds that out when she sees them practicing it and she sees her doing the arm movement stuff so she finds all that out but then basically at that point her mom has kind of come around to her doing ballet and so her mom then has this there's the scene between her and her mom and Ramon 
and she mm-hmm. and she's like introducing them or whatever then she leaves and the mom is like apparently had back in the london days had had an affair with ramon and ramon is june's father june's father like what like mind blown yeah so she is like you're gonna give her this role or yes. else <laughs> pretty much and you're like what and i'm like thank god ramon didn't try to make a move on her because i've been real gross gross yeah so i'm like just when you didn't think there could be any more storylines that they could squeeze in we've got a like who's the daddy situation yeah like oh okay like that like i feel like they came out of the left field and ramon came out of nowhere everyone like i think he's the head of the school with the master ballet guy like everyone like everyone that he yeah he doesn't seem to care which is fine like do do you but like obviously like don't do it with minors and like but yeah and it seems like he like paid him because he said something like oh when you were paying me it wasn't just for like whatever like because she wanted a child and like that was the way she was gonna get it i guess i don't know i don't know something or maybe she paid him off or something yeah yeah but anyway, so that those were some other little things that happened on the in the last two episodes because they were like, oh no, we only have eight storylines. We got to get it even ten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, but then that leads up to the bit. You know, if there is a season two, this will be the new mystery of season two. Mm-hmm. So basically, I don't even know who comes in, but like they're all in this like the practice room or whatever, and then someone comes in, and then it's like Bet and like June is there crying, and then somebody else comes in. And then all of a sudden they pan to the ground and there's Ramon Costa on the ground, dead, for sure dead. Not like Cassie where you think she's dead. I'm pretty sure he's for sure dead. For sure dead because he'd been like stabbed and there's blood everywhere. Dead. You're like, uh-oh, who did it? Who done it? The end. Like that was the end. So it could be anyone because everyone hates him. I mean, I feel like he's got <laughs> lots of enemies. A lot of enemies. Oh, speaking of his enemies, I also forgot another little storyline they had in there was that early in the early episodes, he was getting like mysterious text messages Oh yeah, from someone that it seemed like they were going to be trying to like blackmail him. And maybe he was the one that pushed Cassie and all the stuff. And in the end, it was the directress of the school the yep. whole time. Yep. Yep. Womp, womp. Yep. They tried to throw in all these little mysteries and things. It was, there was too much. There's too much happening. It's kind of like we were talking. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in Wonder Woman, just streamline the storyline. You don't have to have all these things happening. Like, I just feel like they were trying to create, I feel like when you try too hard to create these like little moments of, you know, intrigue and like, it's just, it doesn't work. They're just trying to force so much. And then it's shocking. Yeah. And then it was all just, nothing was ever seen through and it all just seemed very scattered and it could have had such potential and it was all just squandered. The really the best thing about the show is the dancing. Yeah. They all seem like really good dancers. Yeah, the dancing is like the only part you're like, well, this is pretty amazing. Is I can do it for sure. <laughs> That's why like they have to be ballet dancers. There's yeah. no way they can't be because this is like everything they're doing is like amazing. So I guess the real question is, if there is a season two, would you watch it? I don't know. I feel like now we've invested ten hours of our time. I know. Or would I watch it, like, if we weren't going to discuss it for the pod? I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's one of those shows that's, like, so bad. But, like, also you're still like, okay, well, I'm going to watch the next one, I guess. Yeah, I still watched it in, like, two or three days. Like, I don't know. It was a good 
I don't know, it, even though it was so many, 10 episodes, they seemed to go by pretty quickly. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, and each each one had just enough that I was like, well, I guess I'm going to watch the next one. <laughs> so it's like, it's so bad and so messy and like As had whole, so many problems. It's so bad, yeah. But you're just like, I, I don't know. There's some reason I just want to keep watching it. Maybe, <laughs> I feel like it's like, maybe in the next one. It's the hot teen powers. <laughs> I feel like maybe you're thinking like, maybe the next one they'll get it together and it'll be really good, you know? And then, I think it's just because, because until the end, you don't know like what really happened to Cassie and you're like, is this going to come to something? Are these weird fever dreams going to come to something? So you're, you were just hoping uh, against hopes that something was going to happen. Maybe they'll get it together at the end, you know? Maybe they'll stick the landing. <laughs> Even though the entire show has been a hot mess, they'll stick the landing and you'll be sucked in. And I mean, to be fair, the June reveal was a good kind of it yeah. was insane but it was a, is a good reveal you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and also i'm glad someone i mean i'm not happy someone killed somebody but like he sucked so it was kind of like <laughs> and he did he was terrible yeah i mean i think honestly i would watch another season because yeah. it's just i don't know what it is it just like, like sucks you in yeah and i think to your point there was one thing in like every episode that was like not really like shocking but like it was like oh that was kind of an interesting they just they give you these little like crumbs to like keep you on the hook for the next episode where you're like oh maybe that'll become something that is interesting or good. you know leads into the bigger mystery yeah <laughs> are good and you're like no not really i just feel like the whole yeah the whole main mystery was a little bit of a letdown how it all played out and then i just felt like from the trailer they were really trying to make it this like psychological thriller ballerinas like almost like black swanish murder mystery and it was none of that <laughs> no i just like they they kind of just couldn't pick a direction of how or they couldn't pick a tone or a direction of how they wanted the show to be like they're like do we want this to be cw do we want this to yeah. be like whatever black swan do we want this to be gossip it was just kind of like all over the place they're like let's do a little bit of everything let's have some pretty little liars in there let's have some <laughs> on let's have some like this and this and but it just doesn't work like you have to like yeah there's too many characters and i get it it's a school but like have like a core four or something like that and maybe like a couple little offshoots there's too many there's too many characters too many storylines but i will watch a second season if it gets renewed <laughs> so we'll keep you updated on that uh, if it does yeah yeah, and I think that's it for Pretty Little Things, Tiny Little Things, whatever it's called. That show, The Ballad <laughs> yeah. on Netflix. Oh, yeah, and Tiny Pretty... Th- yeah, wait, Tiny... Now I'm confused. <laughs> tiny Pretty Things, I think, right? Or Tiny Little Things. What is it? <laughs> just, okay, I'm... Tiny Pretty Things, because I typed it in my notes specifically. Tiny Pretty Things. Shout out to Lauren for suggesting that we watch the show. Yes, thank you, Lauren. It was kind of on my radar, but your request and recommendation was like, all right, we got to do it. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, so it's (laughs) tiny pretty things. I was going to say the shout out to Lauren and also the one character that does say tiny pretty things is Ramon. Oh, well, there you go. So I guess that was like a curse. He said it and that means he's the next one to die. Oh, maybe. Is this like a, a ring situation? You can't say you can't say tiny pretty things because no one would say those words. That's why. <laughs> well, it's like a thing that we keep saying it wrong. So and there's very little like chance of the next person being murdered because they have to somehow say those three words that don't go together. But okay. But that's our review for tiny pretty things. 
ballet show on Netflix. Check it out. I don't know. I don't know if I'd recommend it if you want like a trashy show. I feel like if you're into ballet, maybe watch it just for the dancing. If you just want like a trashy show to watch that like... Yeah, in the background. It's a great show for that. So anyways, that's where that is. That was that show. What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, hope everyone you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, if you want, if there's any other shows you want to hear us talk about, hit us up on our email or our Instagram. Um, we'll have we'll watch a show. We'll watch any show, really. I was I was gonna say clearly we'll watch anything. Clearly, <laughs> we have very low standards of what we watch. <laughs> um. So yeah, just let us know. And uh, thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at myfavoritesisterpod or shoot us an email at myfavoritesisterpod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.